Hello. Hello. Finally got it going. We finally did it. That is, uh, that's IT for you. Just yeah. turn it off and on again. Eventually we'll get there. Eventually we will get there. We're here. I hear you. You hear me. You don't sound like a chipmunk or like you're doing some expose on someone and you're afraid they'll take out a hit on you if they know your identity. Yeah. Got a lot going for us. I feel like every single time I've tried to load up a podcast, there's a different <laughs> different issue that comes up every single time. So yeah, I'm just happy to be doing this with you. I'm happy to be here. Do you want to intro us into the podcast? Do I what? Do you want to intro us into the podcast? Intro us into the podcast. Um, I'm Sean Kleepak. I've known Lucas for eight years now almost. I get yeah, probably probably like eight years within to the day, almost within the next few weeks or so. Cause I think I met you not long after I moved in at Ohio State. So so it's been a while. Boom. Okay. Um sweet. <laughs> uh so that'll be the that'll be the intro. Okay. <laughs> have you listened to the podcast? I have not listened to the podcast. <laughs> so that explains so much. Yeah. So if you're expecting me to just take anything you give me and run with it, then I probably won't. So. <laughs> All right. I'm in for a ride. I'm in for a ride. You, you definitely are. And, and to be clear, it wasn't something where it's like I didn't want to listen to the podcast. Is more so I don't listen to podcasts that much in general. Fair. And then it got to a point where it was like, oh, I'm going to be on the podcast. I don't really want to, you know, go in with too many expectations of what the deal is. And it sounds like maybe I miscalculated there because <laughs> it sounds like there's a bit of a rhythm that maybe I'm not used to yet. Do you consider us friends? Yes. Okay, so you do. Love to hear that. And that's the podcast. That's it. All right, logging off. It's a wrap. It was half an hour of technology issues and 10 seconds of podcast. Yeah, so that's what people sign up for. A ratio you love to hear, yeah. Yeah. You, you mentioned it in the introduction. You met me about eight years ago now. Did you have a first impression of me at all? Do you remember that? I don't know. Well, I I will say I was trying this week to think about when the first time I met you would have been. And I don't know if this is it, but I remember there was, you know, a uh, Westy H2O hangout at Moral Tower one day, probably within the first week or two that I moved into Ohio State. And I remember talking to you a little bit there. And I feel like whatever the general vibe I got at that time has basically remained over the last eight years. So wow. Wow. Cheers to consistency, I guess, because I feel like that was basically it where, you know, what, what you see is what you get. So I feel like that's all you can ask. Yep. I pride myself on not changing too much. <laughs> there you go. That's the human experience. Just never change, never grow as a person. Just whoever you are in college, that's where you're at for the rest of time. Exactly. 19-year-old Lucas is still 27-year-old Lucas, yeah. Yeah. 
Exactly. You peaked and you just stayed there. So I think that's better than most people can hope for. So. Oh, thank you. But yeah, do you do you remember when we first met? Because that was the first time I remember talking to you. But I don't know. I remember yeah, maybe like a few other hangouts around that time. But I don't. Yeah, I don't have a specific introduction or conversation that we had that I can think back to at that time. Yeah, I don't think so. All I remember is we were splitting up small groups for the year. And for anyone who doesn't know what a small group is, it's just a Bible study that is smaller than the life group or team that would meet as a whole. So it allows for like more depth and more intentionality and conversation. But we were splitting up for small groups and there was no rhyme or reason behind any of it. Yeah. And I was like, I want to be in Sean's small group. This guy is cool. That's all I remember. And I was devastated when we weren't in the same small group. I'll take it. I'll take it. Yeah. I hadn't thought about that in so long, but yeah, where it wasn't necessarily a draft, but it was not far from a draft where it was just, you know, you had a group of however many freshmen and it was like you, this group, you, this group. It was, you know, almost count off and then, yeah, just end up with that group of guys. And granted, I, I feel like it didn't change a ton over time, but yeah, it definitely is funny, you know, thinking about how much time you spend with those, that group of guys over the next year or so. Very random though. Yeah. You're so locked in and you're, <laughs> again, not limited in a, in a bad sense, but you are somewhat limited to those people knowing your life in a more intimate way than everyone else maybe. So yeah, it, uh, yeah, you know, pretty early on if it'll be a good year or a bad year. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> well, this year's a dud. Well, we'll run it back next year. Just yeah, that's why that's why I went from west to uh, to off campus. I just didn't want to risk it again. Yeah, <laughs> but yeah, that's very fair because yeah, I mean, you just spent so much time in small group, and then uh, I will say, I feel like I still hung out with you quite a bit that first year, obviously, because that was the only time we would have been on team together over those several years, I think. And so, yeah, I feel like the first time, again, I don't think this would have been in those first couple weeks, but I think the first time that I remember specifically hanging out with you was one time I went to the six with Vake. And I think I just played Madden with you and Vake mm. for probably two hours. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was funny because, you know, it's one of those things where it's like you're reaching out to new freshman college students. It's like, oh, you little outreach opportunity, get to know this guy. And it was just brutal for me because it was just this gauntlet of like, hey, Sean, you want <laughs> to play another game of Madden? It's like, oh, yeah, let's sign me up for another bloodbath out here where, yeah, I was, you know, just playing you and Vake and Vake would destroy me. It's like, oh, it was just luck, man. Now you can play Lucas <laughs> and you would destroy me. And I was like, oh, you know, maybe next game. And then Vake would destroy me. But, but yeah, it was a good time. But I think that was one of the first times I remember, yeah, like specifically spending an extended period hanging out with you. So a good time, though. No, I do remember that. Yeah. And I feel like the six was a great space just to bring people into. But yeah, I can imagine how that would feel like going to someone's house who you don't really know super well with a guy who you also don't know super well. 
and then just getting your ass kicked over and over and over again playing Madden. Yeah, it's like, is this the church? Like, is <laughs> just the church of Madden where it's like, well, Hard Knocks will just, you know, coach you up throughout the year. By the end of the year, you'll be a sophomore ready to destroy the incoming freshman at Madden. But exactly. that didn't really come to fruition. But yeah, it was, it was funny, though. Yeah, I remember we also spent a lot of time watching the Browns. And uh, yeah, yeah. after church on Sunday, we'd maybe grab food, go somewhere to watch the game. Yeah, a lot of misery that season. Yeah. All seasons. I, I think about those years, too, because, yeah, like the years that I was in college were, you know, some of the worst years in Brown's history where it just went from one of 15 and then the next year was the O and 16 season. Yeah. Just like, man, but yeah, things have improved a little bit now that it's just me yelling at the TV while I'm sitting on the couch with Basil, my dog. And yeah, just not, not quite the, the same level of intensity as watching all of those awful, awful Browns games with people. Yeah. But whenever I'm back in town, we run it back. Yeah. Yeah. Speaking of roommates, you have one. I do. Yeah. What's it like living with them? Yeah. Um, it's good to be married and to live with the person that I'm married to. Uh, I have a dog and a cat. They're something. We just tried to give our dog a haircut. and Oh, no. Yeah. So we, we've started giving him haircuts ourselves. And so it's always an adventure because he doesn't really like it. But, you know, if you can get him treats and everything, then it'll go fine. But yeah, so he always he goes in and it's tough because he looks really cute when he's fluffy. And it's, you know, just fun having this fluffy guy wobbling around the house. But, you know, it gets to a point where it's like, oh, he's so tangled and yeah. he's got to be just filthy by now. So we always give him a haircut. And so it's always just really funny because he goes from just a block of fur to just lady in the tramp mode where he just <laughs> doesn't look that great, but he looks smaller. So that's something. But yeah, certainly, and I've been doing that for a while. And yeah, other than that, we're just kind of hanging out. You know, things are pretty chill for us right now. Um, well, we just got back from Hawaii a couple weeks ago. And so that was really cool. Like I had never been. And, it, you know, there with Annalie and her family for a couple weeks. And then, of course, like a week after we leave, the whole area we're in in Maui is the area that just burned down, basically. So, oh my God. <laughs> so that's been kind of weird. Very strange to be somewhere, and then within a couple of weeks, that place is gone. So, yeah, so that's been kind of a weird vibe, but yeah, we've been very busy this summer, I feel like. So, yeah, no, for sure, man. Yeah, that must be that must feel so weird, like, especially because I wasn't even uh, like I had barely heard anything about it because you know, we were working throughout the day, then a lot of the news about that was coming out, and then yeah, Ailey was just saying it was literally the town where our hotel was next to, you know, like two miles down the road from where we were staying. Yeah, man. Well, I, I'm glad that you weren't you weren't there. Um, as tragic as that all is, like, yeah, yeah. But anyway, Annalie and I are doing well. Uh, yeah, I'm just very grateful. Been a you know good year so far. Just feel like we've been able to do a lot of fun stuff, and yeah, just spend a lot of quality time together. And yeah, life is just going pretty well in general. Yeah. Well, similar to CJ last episode, maybe less involvement with you and Annalie, but if I'm not mistaken, me leaving Columbus is somewhat responsible for why you two ended up even meeting in the first place, right? I mean, uh, I would say it's wholly responsible. So <laughs> yeah, 
the that's the thing where it's like you know do you consider us friends like i 100 percent met my wife because of you so i feel like mm. regardless of how things go from here you'll always have that so congrats yeah but yeah yeah that was definitely very serendipitous i guess where that was the only time we were ever going to meet basically is wow i've thought about a lot where who knows you stay in columbus for another week or you know things just shake out any differently we never even meet each other yeah so very very fortunate for how that worked out yeah praise god yeah definitely yeah and i remember because you had moved from columbus to indiana and then you called me you know a month later i was like hey how's it going it's like oh Annalie and I are dating now because yeah. it was it was literally you had your going away party. That was the first time we ever talked. And then we spent, I think, every day that week until you left watching Bachelor in Paradise at yes. your place. And so it, it definitely was something where yeah, we met and then it was like, oh, we'll see you at the, the watch party tomorrow. And then we were talking there and then talking the next time. And yeah, within like a within a few weeks, we had gone on our first date. So impeccable timing on your part. Yeah. Yeah. You're welcome. You're welcome. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah, going into that summer, we were for sure close. Yeah. And like friends and like saw each other regularly and like would still hang out one on one. But I feel like that summer whether it was us going to Chumley's for $5 schooner night yeah, or, you know, just like walking around the neighborhood because we didn't live far from each other. No. I feel like that summer we grew a lot closer and just like shared more about our lives than before just because I think we had never really been in the same small group either. Yeah, because and that is the other thing because I was thinking about it where, you know, like yeah, we had spent, you know, a decent amount of time together by that point. But yeah, that summer where I was living you know, right there off campus, you were living at Puzzles and yeah, I feel like we saw each other a lot. Yeah, man, Chums, definitely. We are at Chums quite a bit. That that helps. Yeah. But I remember we went to Chums to watch the MLB All-Star game. Yes. And it just ended up being you, me, and Andrea, who <laughs> I don't know if I've talked to yes. since. Yes. Honestly, like she's where that was the most random trio I I can ever imagine of people just sitting in chums. You know, I'm just like a Tuesday afternoon, basically, where we're just sitting at the bar there watching the MLB All-Star game. So yeah. chums, chums is a great place. And I don't even love baseball like that when it comes to like yeah. <laughs> random stuff. Yeah. Yeah. It, it was really just like we were the only people that were free. I think about that doesn't really happen outside of college where it's like, oh, I'll just go hang out with people that I don't normally really talk to that much. And we'll just yeah. hang out for a couple hours. Because obviously, like at that point, you and I would uh, like we had hung out quite a bit by that point. But for sure. Uh, yeah, it was still just a random trio with Andrea. Yeah, because I feel like I've had other things like that where one was I went and saw a Studio Ghibli movie. And this was funny because it was, you know, noon on a Wednesday and it was myself and Simone and Alex Estrell. Uh, that was another one where it's, you know, I don't know if I've talked to Alex since then, but yeah, we, we saw that movie together. So, well, speaking of trios watching baseball together, oh, you, me and Hope went to Cleveland. Oh, that was a great time. Yeah. I know that you didn't listen to the podcast. I did not. Where, where she talks about <laughs> it. Um, but I would love, maybe this is a good thing. I would love your point of view on it. Yeah. What was your experience like there? 
So let me think about that because that was that that was that summer it would have been 2018, right? Where right before you left, and yeah, I'm trying to even remember how you ran that by me because I've been a you know Indians Guardians fan for my whole life, so I'm always down to go to a game, but. I feel like it was just one day you said, you know, hey, would you want to go catch an Indians game up in Cleveland? And I was just like working part time that summer at my internship. And I was, that could definitely work. And I feel like you had to have just told me at that time. It's like, yeah, so it'll be you, me and Hope. Oh, <laughs> Hope. I've probably talked to her before <laughs> because she had done, I think, LT. And so I might have talked to her a little bit there. But yeah, it was definitely, you know, not someone I had talked to since really. And so yeah. I was like, okay, that's interesting. And you're like, and we'll be staying with an old family friend of mine up in Cleveland and taking a train there. All right. Yeah, that, that works for me. And yeah, uh, so I definitely remember going in with just, you know, this could be that this could be a good time or it could be just a very strange time. But yeah, I just remember it being a blast. Like that was probably the last time I talked to Hope, but it was you know, a good time. The three of us hanging out where I remember it was also really funny because like, hey, you know, I've never met any of your family or anything. And I don't know if you've met any of my family. And so it's always funny, like seeing family and family friends interact yeah. with people that you've been friends with for a long time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I just remember her talking to you and you guys, just that being really fun to watch. Just, you know, someone that you can tell has spent a lot of time with you and known you for a really long time. And I thought that was really sweet. You know, we took the train downtown and the game itself, all I remember is how hot it was because we were in the standing seats out in right field. Mm -hmm. And I remember we had kind of gone from bar to bar beforehand. And then we got there and they had, <laughs> what was it, like $2 beers, which, you know, in a in a baseball stadium is cheaper than water. And so yeah. I just remember us being out there and just grabbing, you know, $2 beer after $2 beer. I remember that was kind of a thing in our area because I remember that they would not stop chanting for Jose Ramirez. And that was a thing for probably two hours straight was just us drinking beer, standing in the sun and listening to people chant Jose, Jose, Jose. Yeah, it, it was a great time. But yeah, I definitely remember the, the next morning I definitely think about because I feel like that was just a strange time of waking up in, you know, not someone that I knew, but your family friend's basement. <laughs> I feel like we were sharing a beanbag as a pillow or something like that. Yeah, we were like, oh, that's right. That happened. So I was like, okay, uh, I guess we'll just go home then. And yeah, just the drive back. This is still weird, but, but it, was, it was a great time. Yeah, just hanging out with the two of you guys. It, it was definitely... It was funny because I feel like almost from my perspective, it was like, oh, you know, uh, a last great hangout with Lucas before he leaves. <laughs> and it's also that for Hope as well, where, where Hope and I are both having our, our last hangout with you before you move. But we're also each third wheeling for the other person. But but yeah. it was a great time. I mean, I've, I have nothing but good memories about that, where it was yeah, just a, a good time hanging out always down to watch a baseball game. I also, I feel like I've thought about that game specifically since then, because I feel like that was when we played the angels and we would have been playing Shohei Otani. And so, Oh my God. Like we're getting, yeah. Where I think we were seeing him play, you know, when he was obviously like a really hyped up prospect. And so 
So that just like adds another wrinkle to that whole thing. Whereas, you know, just a random trio going to see a baseball game, seeing this guy who's, you know, the greatest player in baseball of the past decade, basically, at least. And so, yeah, it was just uh, just a very interesting time all around. Yeah. So I looked up the score or like the, the box score for this game. Yeah. Cleveland lost to the Angels seven to four. Shohei had four hits three RBIs, three runs on five plate appearances, two home runs and a stolen base. Yeah. Yeah. It was, it was crazy. And, and yeah, it's just so funny to think about because I feel like that was still at the point where two home runs, you said. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Where it was, it was crazy. Cause, and again, like I'm, I'm a very casual baseball fan at best. And so it was like, I had heard of him obviously, but I feel like that was still the time when, you know, people were tossing about, oh, he's could be the next Babe Ruth. Oh, he's, and other people, you know, oh, he's totally going to be a bust. Like he's so overhyped and everything. And seeing that game and just being like, wow, this is incredible. And then not really, you know, thinking about it a ton. And then, you know, the past season or two, it's just like, he's, the greatest thing in baseball and so it's it is definitely funny to think back to you know us being there right before that basically yeah that's crazy i didn't even realize that yeah so even if we don't remember much of the game we'll always be able to say you know we were there for that for a shohei classic yeah wow that's that's crazy um this is really random but i remember <laughs> where we were I think we just stopped to get food in like a food court or something. You know, there was a guy just going around asking for money and everything. And so mm. he, he had asked you for money. You're like, I'm not going to give you money, but like, I'll buy you some food and everything. He's like, oh, thanks, man. It was at Charlie's. Yeah. Where, yeah, I think it was in Tower City there. Where the guy's like, oh, thanks, man. And then just proceeds to order everything on the menu. <laughs> All right. Yeah. Not how I thought that was going to go, but you know, so... I also remember that being a part of it. But yeah, there I feel like, yeah, there were just a bunch of funny little interactions like that during that whole time too. But yeah, I remember it being a great time all around. Yeah. Speaking of <laughs> going back to another thing that you talked about, the gateway. Yeah. You and I watched two different things I want to talk about. Yeah. The first one is the movie The Party. <laughs> wow. <laughs> I had forgot about that. Yeah, that was uh, that was another weird one. It was like a 60-minute movie. The Party. Yeah. Which one was that was the black and white one, right? It is with Patricia Clarkson. Killian Murphy's in it. I thought it was Killian Murphy. That's who I remember from it. Yeah. But it was very short. Yeah. And it was like very weird because we didn't know what to expect going into it. And because it was short, I think it was like 60 minutes or whatever. Yeah, it was definitely noticeably short. Yeah. But like in that, it ended and we were like, oh, like, is it? Is it over? And we just looked to each other. Yeah. We were just so confused. And then the lights came on. Yeah. And it was still just us two in this completely empty theater. Yeah. What a fun movie. Yeah. I See, I don't know if I remember a single detail from that movie other than Killian Murphy. But I remember really liking it. But yeah, it was just very short. It was, you know, definitely like a very artsy movie, I guess. Like something you would only really be able to watch at Gateway. And yeah, it was really funny, the two of us being there. And it was in one of the smaller theaters, you know, but it's still uh, very strange. Yeah. Well, speaking of only a Gateway kind of things, <laughs> maybe my favorite memory with you was when we watched Groundhog Day. Yes. Back to 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 back. 
Yes, um, I, I wasn't counting that perfectly, but you were in the ballpark there of to backs, I think. Yeah, we watched it 12 times in a row with like little intervals in between. What I remember from that was that it was already pretty full and we looked out into sitting next to each other, which was big. I remember that we shared a large popcorn bucket yep. that throughout the course of the 24 hours, we would change what the flavor was. And so by the time morning came around at like 6 a.m., we started putting the bacon seasoning on top. Yeah. <laughs> but at one point, we did go to Cane's on High Street. Yeah. And we got some food, came back. It was probably around like the 10 p.m. screening or whatever. Um, maybe it was the 8 p.m. But it was so much fun from what I recall. Because I know that you had to get the, the, the way the thing worked was that you'd pay $20 to get this movie ticket. You'd have to get this pass punched 12 different times between the screenings of the movies. And so if you missed one, if you were asleep and you missed one, you wouldn't be eligible for the prize, which was like 24 free movie tickets to the gateway. Yep. And so at some point, I remember kind of like a bell curve at the beginning and the end, we very much weren't sleeping at all. Yeah. But like as we get closer to the middle screenings, way more sleep. And I remember in a very Pavlovian way, I would wake up at like the final kiss. Yeah. Whenever like the music would swell up and all this stuff. And then, yeah, we'd go right back to sleep. Yeah. That is, that is my memory exactly because I remember that time specifically because I had done it the previous year and it was a nightmare. Like it, I think the big difference between the two years was the first year I had done it, it started at midnight and ended the next midnight. Wow. And it was an absolutely miserable experience. But that's the other thing is, so you had mentioned the, movie tickets, I totally did this for financial incentives. It was like, I saw I mean, probably a hundred movies at the gateway over those four years there. And when I first heard, oh, you'll get 24 movie tickets for $20. It'll, I was like, oh, that's all I need to hear. <laughs> and yeah, the first year I did it, it was absolutely miserable. But then the year that or you and I did it because I remember I was sitting between you and Simone, I think, because Simone had also done it the previous year. Yeah. So it was like, all right, you know, buckle in for another year. And I was like totally prepared for just another nightmare of a time where, you know, like just not getting enough sleep, just feeling terrible the whole time. And I remember it going pretty well where, yeah, like you said, I think it started when we did it, it went from 2 p.m. on Saturday to 2 p.m. on yes. Sunday. So it was a much more manageable and, you know, natural time to allow for sleeping in there. I'll also say I love that movie in general. So I think the first year I did it, Colin was joking when I got back afterwards. He's like, oh, I'll make you watch the movie. And it's like, I can do it. Like I'm already dead inside. There's nothing you can do to to hurt me right now. I can watch I can watch Groundhog Day uh, another dozen times right now. Like, but let's do it. And so the first showing is always just like, man, I always forget how much I like this movie. And so it's fun, you know, get through the whole movie, the end, great time. And then the second showing starts and it's like, oh, wow, this is this is really funny. You know, you're watching the movie where the day repeats and we're just watching the movie over and over again. Ha ha ha. That's that's so funny. <laughs> and then by the third one, it's kind of like, oh, OK, like I'm, I'm still here for this, but I'm, I'm starting to feel it a little bit. And then by the fourth one, it really is just like, OK, I'm slipping a little bit. 
but uh, especially because you know we're getting tired and everything but yeah i remember it really was from yeah probably that fourth showing through the eighth showing i was just sleeping as much as i could where it, it really was just you know like oh the movie's starting you know tuck in get a quick nap yeah. and yeah i remember the exact moment at the end of that movie where it really is just the best alarm you can have of the song hits uh, the the needle drop at the very end of the movie and it's like i'm up punch my card yes i'm ready for another round and so yeah i, I remember it going so much more smoothly i think the only <laughs> the only thing i remember from i guess those the sleepy period of the the marathon was i was just curling up in a ball on the floor to try and get some sleep for some of those <laughs> and so i wasn't even in the seat i was just tucked between the rows in the movie theater, just curled up in a ball. I remember the one time that the music wasn't the thing that woke me up. It was because someone was getting out of their seat and they came over the row in front of us and they just stepped right on my ribs. And so, <laughs> <laughs> so I was, you know, I'm just in Groundhog Day nap mode and I wake up to just, you know, being crushed in the ribs. I was like, oh my God what is happening? And I just look up and they're looking down at me and they're just standing on me. I was like, <laughs> you know, this is my fault. So I can't really be mad at them. <laughs> but it was just where the, the level of confusion in their voice of just sorry, as if, you know, they had done something wrong here. It's like, oh, sorry. I didn't mean to step on a person sleeping on the floor in the middle of a movie. So so that was definitely one of the things that sticks out to me from that. And yeah, that and the popcorn where we probably, because it wasn't, a, it was like a promotional thing where they gave you this huge Groundhog Day themed plastic popcorn bowl. Yeah. You paid what, you know, whatever it is, like $15, probably wasn't even that much. And those pay some amount of money and then you can refill it as many times as you want. And that's another thing is that uh, like, I love getting popcorn at movies and always, you know, get a big thing of popcorn. And so I was like, oh, this will be great. You know, the first bowl of popcorn while watching, you know, probably one of the first few showings of the movie. And it's like, oh, wow, this is great. Just unlimited popcorn, unlimited Groundhog Day. What could be better? <laughs> and then I remember by the next morning when, you know, it was probably 6 to 8 a.m. And I remember us going back to get probably our sixth or seventh bowl of popcorn <laughs> where it was where it really was just, you know, what flavor of popcorn can we do? that I'll actually be able to eat at this point. Cause I don't know if I can do it anymore, but yeah, uh, where that really did sustain me for that entire time. Uh, so survival food, popcorn. Yeah, no, it was magical. I, it's one of those things where I look back on fondly. I'm not sure I would do it again, Yeah, but I'm very glad I did it. Yep. At the same time though, I would maybe do it again. An amazing experience. Um. Yeah. Uh, ooh, what was I gonna say? I feel like I had another transition. Um. Maybe not. Maybe this is. Yeah. So if you're unfamiliar, this might be one of those times where I just throw in an ad break. Yeah. Sounds good. Um, where I just like do a little fake little ad. Um, yeah. So how how do the ads work? Do Do you just? Yeah, that's a great question, Sean. Yeah, how about you listen to the rest of the episodes? You, talking to you, Sean, and you, the listener, kind of hard to differentiate between the two of you, but whatever, I don't care. Listen, if you are listening to this right now, I want you to post it on Instagram. Is that selfish of me? Probably. 
but do I care? Absolutely not. I want to know if you're driving, if you're at the library or coffee shop with headphones. Yeah, does that sound familiar? Hopefully it does. It means you've been with me since the beginning. And if you haven't been, then welcome. Welcome to the Do You Consider Us Friends family. All right, back to the show. All right, I'm back. You're still there. Oh, I'm still here. All right. Oh, man. I have four different beverages sitting next to me. I I went uh, disc golfing this morning. Nice. And it was so hot and I played so poorly. And then just to cap it all off, I don't remember if it was the last hole or the second to last hole. I stepped on a B because I was wearing <laughs> I was wearing chacos and you were walking through this long grass and I was like, oh wow, something in my foot hurts. And I looked down and there's just literally a flattened bee just right underneath my big toe. So Oh my gosh. Going through that. So that was that was kind of my morning. And then man, when when we were having the, the audio issues, I was like, wow, what a what a day we're having right now. But yeah. But we're we're on the on the swing up, I think. So I agree. No, I agree. <laughs> Um, speaking of drinks next to you, do you still have the alcohol from your wedding? Yes. <laughs> yeah, we have, uh, we don't have all of it now. We had, yeah, for our wedding, we had so much beer that no one drank, but we don't have that anymore. I don't, I didn't keep all the leftover beer for two years, but yeah, the liquor, we still have a good amount of rum left from that because, nice. you know, our wedding day went pretty much perfectly. I'll say, for, you know, I agree. Everything went really well, but I think one of the funny things that kind of annoys me, not like about, you know, anything with the wedding is just so uh, like for our drinks afterwards we just wanted to have you know simple cocktails just something that each of us will pick a cocktail that'll be kind of the menu and then you'll have other wine and beer and stuff and so Annalie did her John Daly you know, it was just easy enough to get a bunch of Arnold Palmer and a bunch of vodka I went with rum and coke because I was like, oh, that's easy. Like whenever I last had a rum and coke, I really liked it and everything. And so we just got a crazy amount of vodka and rum for our wedding. (laughs) And then I remember being at the reception after the wedding and ordering the rum and coke because I was like, well, this is my drink. I better try it. And I had it. It was just in that moment. It was like, oh, man. I don't even know if I like this anymore. You know, <laughs> I just have two liters of rum that are just mine. And so, and it was also, you know, barely anyone had any at the wedding, which again is fair because I had half a sip basically. And I was like, I don't really know if I want this. And so, yeah, we have, for the longest time, we had a bunch of vodka and just a ton of rum. I, it's definitely, it's encouraged me to look up a cocktail or something and just be, you know, like, what does it take to make this? How many ingredients do I need to go get? But where I can use this leftover alcohol because uh, we got to get it out of here. Yeah, I think that's a good problem to have. Well, <laughs> maybe not. <laughs> to, just a quick note on the Instagram. Yeah. That was funny because Ali has shown me where you posted the pictures of me with the face blurred out yeah and on one of them i was like oh yeah that's me but on on whatever the second one was where i'm holding a can of beer i was like i don't think that's me (laughs) so (laughs) so i was like 
was like, wait a second, like, who is that? And then, yeah, whenever you posted the, you know, the face reveal, I was like, oh, wow, it is me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was like, what a big win. I am on the podcast because I wasn't sure there for a second. Yeah, that's so funny. Yeah, Maddie Bell asks, whatever became of the infamous hamburger backpack? Oh, yeah, that is, um, it's still in my car. I think I don't really use it for anything anymore. I don't have many opportunities where I need a backpack, but um, so yeah, not a very interesting resolution to that one. That yeah, that backpack's seen a lot of miles. So yeah, the I feel like it's more of an heirloom at this point. Maybe where I'll just pass it down through the generations. I love that. I love that. I just remember you showing me a picture that someone you knew that I didn't know had taken of me wearing that backpack and just walking around. It's like, is this you? Oh my gosh. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, Someone posted it on like Snapchat or like Instagram story and was like, oh yeah, this guy has the best backpack on campus. And I had screenshot it and I was like, is this you? And it was. (laughs) See, that's funny because... Uh, kind of another just funny thing with me and Anna Lee is before we had met, we lived on the same street for, you know, like over a year there where we lived yeah, that's true. a couple blocks away. And so like after we did finally meet each other, she was just talking about how she had like seen me walking around <laughs> just, you know, walking home so many times because she was like, oh, it's a guy with a hamburger backpack. Which is also funny because, you know, she was vegan. It was like so so she didn't know that was me until like well after we had kind of actually met. So Yeah. Uh, I just checked my Snapchat with you. November twenty sixth, twenty seventeen, I sent you a video of a pregnant male seahorse giving children or giving birth to children. <laughs> yeah, that's uh, that's quality stuff right there. Yeah. That's the kind of yeah. content you get if you're my friend on Snapchat. <laughs> just, just six years ago, grade A Snapchat content. Nice. Um, we have a question from the last episode. Ooh. CA asks if you were stranded on an island with me, Lucas, and no form of communication, what is the one item you would need to outlast me, Lucas, on the island? <laughs> so. So our goal isn't to survive together. It's just to survive longer than you. Yeah. CJ is very divisive <laughs> when it comes to. Wow. Yeah. Really? So. <laughs> good, good to know. If, uh, if we're all ever stranded on an island with CJ, then things could get dicey real quick. Yeah. Um, let's see. An island or an item to outlast you on a deserted island. I don't know. Like. Uh, like, is my goal to fight you off or is my goal to just find food and make things work there? Because I think, see, he was like, he wanted more than survive. I suggested to thrive. And he said, no, nobody's going to thrive under that. And I said, I would. Yeah. So. See, that's the I, thing. I don't know. It's up to you. It's up to you. I don't know. I feel like you and I, like, we we could make it work. I feel like we both have kind of the you know we'll make something happen while we're there we're not just gonna yeah you know immediately kill each other but i feel like the way to go is in the best way we can manage it have something along the lines of a three-point shooting competition yes where you know we get 
We get a coconut bare bones. Yeah. Coconut, a bare bones hoop. And just, you know, I don't know if it's a game of horse or if it's just NBA style three point competition, but I feel like that's the way to decide who gets to stay on the Island and who gets shipped off. It's a real life Galapagos. Yeah, exactly. Where, you know, it's like the, the storm's coming. Only one of us is going to make it. Who's going to be three point shoot off. Boom. I feel like that's the the most egalitarian way to do it. Yeah. It's, you know, yeah. Do we really want someone who's not the best three point shooter making it off? No. No, I don't think so. <laughs> what is there to bring to the world? Yeah. Like you and I, we've spooned in nature before on trail rich with first. We have, yeah. So we've proven we can survive together. <laughs> we we can survive at least a few hours in the cold. But yeah, we're we're getting cozy up there. You know surviving on the mountaintop i feel like an island can't be more difficult than that you know i agree especially with the manoose chasing after us there's no manoose on an island there are no manoose i also wasn't that the one where on the drive back an elk just stopped in the middle of the road stares at us and then just proceeds to pee for a one minute (laughs) unbroken stream while maintaining direct eye contact with our car and then walked away. I was like, "That's elite. That's an apex predator right there. Like, it's not scared of anything." Yeah. So I, I know elk were built like that, but that's the kind of animal that's beating you in a three-point contest. Yeah. So we'll we'll pray that one of those is not on the island. Yeah. What is a question you would like to ask the next guest? I don't know if this is a good question because I'm not even sure what my answer would be to it, but maybe something. Uh, mm, I I don't know if this is a good one, but like. What's the the angriest that the next guest has ever been at you? Oh, that's a great question. Uh, I feel like that that could be an interesting one. And it's funny because like I don't even know what my answer would be to that because I don't know if I've ever really been mad at you. But <laughs> so, what's the angriest you've ever been at Lucas? If nothing comes to mind, then what's the thing about Lucas that frustrates you the most? Wow, we're really uh, pulling up our sleeves on this <laughs> next episode, huh? Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. If if CJ is gonna have me and you fight each other to the death on a deserted island, then the, the next person's gotta really come out swinging. I'm just out here fighting for my life. Do you? Yeah, do you, really. Here's a question. Yeah, I have one final question for you. Do you even know what episode number this is? Is it ten? Just based on the link from based on Jason. the link, you had no idea. Yep. I had no idea. My my guess would have been like eight, I think. Just based off of how long I've been doing this, mainly just based off of the weeks that because I I feel like I you know at least talked to Ferds and maybe Dan a bit about their episodes, and then you know so I could kind of you know think back to when you had asked me originally and that's been a few weeks since then so i was kind of guessing a little bit but yeah i'm definitely gonna go back and do some listening those it was a good time love to hear i know i've heard about eric talking about his uh steak and shake story which i have heard before but i i remember it being a just a fascinating time so yeah probably listen to that but yeah so episode 10 good double digits yep we made it we made it to uh (laughs) to longer than a lot of people thought so (laughs) all the doubters yeah Yeah. very it's like a 
don't know if you've watched I Think You Should Leave, but... Oh, I have, I have. Yeah, the, the whole driving crooner where you know he's talking about it, and he's like, people do not like the driving crooner, so, where it's just you know, out of nowhere, these opponents rising yeah. up against the podcast. It's real. Yeah, condensing this to under an hour is going to be fun. Yeah, <laughs> well, good stuff. Well, yeah, this is the end of the podcast. Sounds good. Yeah, I'll I'll definitely give uh give some episodes a listen, kind of hear what I'm up against. I'm not gonna listen to this one because I hate the sound of my own voice. So I hate the sound I, of my own voice too, and I've got to edit for so long. Yeah, like every like so. ten minutes of podcast is like an hour of editing. Yeah. So. so sorry about that yeah it happens like we, we had some good bits in there and i feel like some of them were in chunks so hopefully you can take those out of there and make it work but yeah power to you because i i could not do it the patience nor the inclination to <laughs> to sift through all that so but, yeah. but it was a good time it was nice talking to you yeah i'm glad that you enjoyed it i uh i enjoyed having you on as well good stuff Steakhouse <laughs> was kind of just <laughs> it was like you know honestly nothing in the world sounds better than a hamburger or something so maybe let's make that happen. Yeah.